And welcome to this week's episode of Mims the Word. My name's Chris Dar, and I'm joined this week by our managing director, Rowan Williams. Hey, Rowan. Hey, Chris. How are you? All good, thanks. And yourself? Very good, thank you. I've just had a week in Spain with the family. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, so I've come back a little bit more tanned, a lot more relaxed, and uh, raring to go. And I'm not jealous at all. Um, so last week, Cindy took us through campaigns. Um, this week we'll be looking over client delivery and sales. Uh, so just to kick it off with email templates, uh, emails are still the key way of contacting prospects after our initial contact. Um, it can always be tricky to figure out like what to put in an email uh, and it can be time consuming. Um, Rowan, can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, email templates seems like a very simple thing to start with and to this today's theme is you know client delivery and how can you set up your marketing in a way that supports client delivery the most basic part of that is email templates so having a stock set of email templates whether it's booking a meeting sending out your cred stick which we'll come on to in a little bit um you know how you send out proposals um, how you pitch for a meeting, you know, all that kind of stuff is really important. And uh, and so building email templates is, is equally important. There's a couple of additional things which we'll come on to and cover in today's podcast, such as, you know, email signatures and things. But the first thing is really to, uh, to keep your emails short and sweet and to the point, um, you know, don't go too crazy with putting emojis in the subject lines and stuff like that. Just keep it really, uh, really simple. Make sure you make the the reader aware of what you do, who you are, why you're contacting them, uh, and um, also put a clear call to action. So, what is the next step? Is it to book a meeting? Is it to read a white paper or a case study or look at the proposal that you sent? Uh, and then, lastly, make sure that you put. Um, a follow-up next step so you know I'll be reaching out to you next week um, or you know I'll be booking a time with you next week um, something short and sweet like that so email templates seems like a basic thing but it's 90% of the people we work with when we start working with them don't have email templates and it's it really is a quick win uh, for you to be able to save time and effort and not have to necessarily think too much about every single uh, email that you write. Obviously, the, the emails themselves are somewhat um, uh, changeable and, and you can change things around, but um, having a good stock email template is really important. Great, thank you. Um, so next on the list is how to build a creds deck. Um, Rowan, can you tell us what a creds deck is? Yeah, so to put it simply, it's a document that you send to prospects that introduces your business and tells them what you do. So the purpose of it is to generate interest. Obviously, you may have already had a conversation with them, whether it's on LinkedIn or by email. Um, before you send this, you shouldn't just send it out um, blindly. It should be something that the reader or the receiver recipient knows that they're going to get. So it is really important to kind of tee it up in some respects. But a cred stack really just tells um, tells the recipient about your business, what you do, 
um, the costs, the products, the services, whatever it is, uh, and a little bit of a history about your business. So, I mean, Chris, is it all right if we dive a little bit into the structure of how to build one? Yeah, of course. Perfect. So, um, let's look at the first slide. So, the title slide needs to be succinct, include your logo, your business name, uh, and some form of contact information. In our one, for example, we put this at the bottom. So we put an email address and, and our website and our LinkedIn um, so that people can go and look up the legitimacy of the business uh, and make sure that um, you know we are who we say we are. And it should be visually appealing, the title slide. Um, it shouldn't just be plain and boring. Um, in some cases, you may want to add the recipient's logo, their company logo, um, just to show that you know you've taken that extra care and attention to to make sure and um, and kind of slice it and dice it in the way that that they might prefer. The second slide is um, the about section, so it gives you the opportunity to show prospects and help them understand who you are, um, a little bit about your objectives, potentially your vision and your mission, um, which we covered which we have covered previously. Um, so that's really important. And make sure you take care. Try not to put too much text in there, um, but you know a, a few key points or, or two or three short paragraphs might be best. Uh, the next slide would be your team or your founder slide. So if you have a team, it'd be really good to understand or help the recipient understand that um, you know you have a great team. This is who they are. They're real people. Ultimately, people buy from people. So here you should introduce yourself and your team. Keep it short and relevant and make sure that you take professional photos of your of yourselves um, so that your clients can see you in, in full HD. The next slide is customer suppliers and partners. So here is where we introduce some form of social proof. Again, adding to that credibility of the business. So, you know, maybe show some of the key clients that you've worked with. Obviously, if you have permission to share their logos, that would be the best thing to do. Um, if you have suppliers that you work with that are kind of uh, best in class or, or well-known suppliers and partners that you work with, so for example, Microsoft Gold Partner or Microsoft Silver Partner, that would be a great place to kind of put that in. Um, and that's kind of your, your next section. And only then, so, you know, we've already covered three or four sections, but only then do you start to introduce your products and services. So again, make sure that it's really clear visually um, what your what your products and services are. What are you selling? Um, why is it different? Um, and again, to, this might cover two or three slides where you introduce each product and service, but then expand on those products and services. So now that you've given them a taste through that introduction, you know, it's time to kind of turn up the heat a little bit discuss some of the advantages of the solutions that you have, why people should buy it from you, um, not your competitors, um, and maybe list out you know, constituent parts of each of those services. Once you've done that, um, you know, it's time to package it all up in a summary slide and say, you know, here's again covering some of the key points, why we're the best, um, or why you should buy your service or product from us. Um, and this is really crucial, particularly if you have a service-based business. Um, so, you know, I would highly suggest that you do that kind of summary slide. One thing I always encourage our clients to do is to talk about pricing. Obviously, prices change and 
services change and you know pricing can get quite complicated depending on whether you're selling a bespoke service if there are um, variants of that product or service um, but it is really important to make sure that you're playing in the same ballpark so any idea of pricing that you can give um, in that cred stack would be really helpful for the recipient now the last slide is um, you know it should be similar to the first slide the title slide have a similar look and feel but really it should just be very plain and simple it says thank you here are our contact details um, you know potentially a photo of yourself if you're sending the deck to them or whoever is sending the deck to them with contact details including your phone number direct email address your website your LinkedIn you know all that kind of great information that helps them um, or, or doesn't give them an excuse not to contact you so that's how I would build a cred deck I would really take a lot of time and an effort and use your brand guidelines make sure you're using the right tone of voice um, the correct imagery branding all that kind of stuff um, and really take a lot of care because this is ultimately um, the next step after you've had a conversation with someone to send them this um, and then from here that's really where you start to to go into statements of work and then closing that business out so I'd really spend a lot of time on it Thanks for that, Rowan. Um, next, can we talk about proposal presentation and using the SMART method? Of course, Chris. So I think Cindy may have mentioned this last week. And, you know, the next step after having that cred deck sent is to put together a proposal pres presentation or a statement of works. Now, when you're putting this together, it should follow a similar look and feel, although it should be more functional um, than visual. You may want to cover some of the, the parts that you covered in the cred deck, just as a reminder, you know, some of the key points, who you are, what you stand for, um, who the team are, uh, and why people should, should buy their service from you. But really, you start to dig a little bit deeper into the weeds here. And as Chris mentioned, we use the SMART method. So this is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So, you know, specific is give the prospect as much detail as is necessary. Um, because ambiguity breeds indecision. Measurable, um, so you know, say we're going to do 16 hours of work for you a week, or you know, we're going to give you X amount of time or money or spend or um, uptime, whatever it is, or number of products, etc. And this gives them a really clear idea of where their ROI number is, how much they're investing, and what they're getting from that. The next thing is. Be realistic and be achievable. So don't promise the world you'll only set yourself up for failure. In terms of realistic, um, setting realistic goals, um, make sure that you set goals that you and the prospect will be held accountable to. So there's no point in, in saying, you know, you're going to deliver all this stuff, but if the prospect or the company haven't got the time, resource, skills to be able to help you work together and achieve that, then that's not realistic. And lastly, make it time bound. So, you know, is it per month? Is it per week? Is it per year? Is it per quarter? Make sure you make it clear around, you know, what that time structure is. Great. So next, if we look into letterheads, um, now quite often letterheads are used in a legal situation, um, you know, such as like a contract or other agreements. Um, and you've got to ensure that your letterhead represents your business professionally. 
Yeah, I think this is this is a really important one. Again, a bit like email templates. This is one thing that people don't often think about. They don't spend a lot of time on. But it is worth doing properly once because then you won't have to do it again, possibly ever, or until you have a rebrand. So the idea here is to have an A4 um, style letterhead, something that you can um, use for those statements of works, for those contracts, um, for legal documents, for writing letters. Um, and you can build those on you know, Microsoft Word or any other word processing document and really focus on the header and the footer. Um, those should be the two key areas. You can create a, an image or a graphic that you can put into and place into that footer so that it looks better visually. Um, but really the only two things you should be um, creating here is potentially putting your logo in the in the header, um, making sure that your title font is correct and sizing is correct, making sure that your body text is justified or center justified or left or right. Um, but also making sure it's the same size, the right font that follows your band guidelines uh, and all that great stuff. And then making sure that your footer um, has you know, all the required information. So your company number, VAT number, if you're registered for VAT, um, your email um, address, phone number uh, and your website so that people know who you are. They can understand that this is an official document from your business uh, and that will save you a lot of pain. Uh, and, and time moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good point, Ryan. Templates are always useful. Um, so next, if we move on to email signatures, um, Rowan, do you want to just take us through like the general structure of an email signature, how it should look? Yeah, absolutely. It's very plain and simple. It should be name, job title, qualifications, contact details, logo, and privacy statement. Privacy statement is really important make sure you say that this is in, uh, sent to the intended recipient. It's confidential. Um, please reply with error if you've been um, sent this in error and you're not, you feel like you're not supposed to be receiving this email. Um, if you're sending it from a, a CRM system or an email um, system, make sure that you've included the unsubscribe button. But really for your day-to-day -day emails, um, you just need to make sure that you've got your name, job title, qualifications, contact details, logo, and privacy statement. And it's interesting because it email signatures always look really simple, but there's actually quite a lot of information there. No, there, there, there is a lot of information there. Also, where possible, try and hyperlink it. There are tools out there that can help you write these types of email signatures. One that we quite often recommend to our clients is mailsignatures.com. So that's M-A-I-L-signatures.com. And in there, you can go in and build your own email signature, which you can then copy and paste into uh, whatever email system you use on a daily basis, whether it's Outlook, Google, Yahoo, or, or anything else. So, um, you know, I would definitely spend some time doing that. This is really important because everyone will see this on pretty much every email that you write. Um, so it is really important to have a good email signature. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it uh, for this week, Rowan. Um, next week, we're going to be looking into content. Um, and as always, if you do have any questions for us, please get in touch with us via email or socials. Rowan, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much, Chris. And we'll see you next time. Take care.